You've heard episode 16 of Soccer Cards United, but you had questions. That's okay. We have answers. My name is Jason, and I'm here with my co-host Enzo on Postcards United for episode 16 of Soccer Cards United. This is our weekly Q&A show. Uh, Welcome to listeners new and old. Uh, as we delve into some of the questions posed to us by the soccer cards community uh, this week. Um, now, Enzo, a very exciting show today. At the end of the show, for anyone listening, stick around. At the end of the show, the exciting, thrilling conclusion to my saga of my stolen Dejan Kulusevsky uh, rookies, uh, Chronicles Pitch Kings uh, that I bought on eBay and how the PayPal dispute emerged. We're going to go over the whole story and how it ended because it ended this week. Uh, I'm going to talk about that at the end of the show. But Enzo, before that, first of all, hello. Second of all, we have some questions. Yeah, that, that is, that's that been going on for months now, so I can't wait to hear the end of that. Jason, how are you mm. doing? I am doing fantastic. It's Friday. It's Friday, yeah. I, I'm all right. I'm, I'm happy enough. We've kind of, we recorded last last time for Postcard United on a Friday as well, was it? Yeah, I think, yeah. We had two Fridays yeah. in a row. And we were here till maybe... Seven. Half seven, eight o'clock in the evening. So we want to try and get it all wrapped up a little bit earlier because uh, we're recording after both of us have just done a full day's work. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens, Jason. So let's let's crack in, right? We have a few. We have a good few questions here today. Some short ones, some more in depth, and I'm excited about it. Okay. Uh, yeah, and yeah, welcome to all the new listeners. We did have a big, big influx recently, and they all came with a lot of questions. Because we... Mr. John Nellis has been promoting us on his live streams. Yeah. Shout out to John. John Nellis, a brotato. Uh, fellow Irishman, uh, fellow podcaster. Uh, yeah, he he has a question on this list too. So listen, we'll get to that. Shout out to John. Shout out to all of the football index individuals and people in footstock, whoever you may be, that joined along. And, and like, there's a few FI questions here, like a few like people with the FI in the name here. So with the FI tag, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. we see yous and uh, welcome. And again, this Thursday we're gonna have that special, maybe one or two hours long of basically everything, everything you, need to, you know. need to know. If you if you know your football and you don't know shit about cards. Everything, start to finish, every little thing that you need to know to kind of help yourself acclimatize to it. Because at the minute, I'm dealing with those messages on an on individual basis and it's not efficient, Jason. No, not sustainable. So welcome to everyone. And here is our first question. Uh, two people actually asked us this. Um, sim- similar questions. Um, if if Panini, well, let's say who, this is Turner, who's also from LA Soccer Cards. Same person, Jason, if you didn't know. Wait, hang on a second. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Whoa, 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 Sorry, I'm sorry, what? Yeah, Turner made a, a soccer card account, so his personal account would be filled with less clutter. Turner, who, like, asks us questions all the time, yep. basically for a few weeks there, was the only person keeping the show on track because his <laughs> questions provided, like, a structure to the thing. He, he's LA soccer cards. Yes, sorry, I didn't tell you that. Oh, my goodness, my mind is blown. Well, listen, he had a question, okay? We're starting it off. All right. Hi, Turner. If Panini puts out a Euro 2020 Prism set, do we think Jude Bellingham and other rookies for this year, do we think that that card is going to become their kind of dominant rookie card? And then Kyle asked us, I think think he just asked, yeah, Kyle asked us also on Twitter, will there be a Euro Prism set? And then he said, I think, hashtag Mason Mount for life. (laughs) Well, either way, we know that England are going to the Euros and Mason Mount will be there. Will he be player of the tournament? I think so. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so, right. Well, first of all, we have to think about which rookies we're talking about because like for Jude Bellingham is not an automatic selection for the Euros. That's true. Um, he just made his debut for England in a friendly 
Uh, he was wearing the number 17 and he was age 17, the third youngest player ever to play for England, played in the victory over Ireland. Um, England beat Ireland at Wembley there during the week. But joke's on them because Alan Brown, the Irish player, uh, tested positive the morning after. Um, so we're playing the Jesus. long the long game. Get get in there, Alan, <laughs> and infect them all. They'll beat us, sure, but uh, there'll be dire health consequences. Anyway, sorry, what was the question? <laughs> Jesus. Um, if they put out a Euro... So they obviously they had the Euro 2020 Select set, which came out this year. Um, basically, if they release a Prism set for Euro 2020, as they did with Euro, 2020, uh, Euro 2016, will mm. the rookies in that become the more sought-after rookies? Because it is such a huge set, such a huge release. This reminds me of another question that we had during the week, uh, I think from Noah maybe, talking about is the club or the country uh, rookie more valued over the other? I don't know. I don't see any reason why the Euro uh, Euros, uh, if there is a Prism set, or even if there's another select release or something like that, but let's say it's pure Prism, um, I don't see why that would take priority uh, considering that people who started in the hobby from a global perspective and not from an American perspective have no real allegiance to prism that yeah that's true but i would still say i i think like there's more questions in here about prism i know we don't like talking about it jason but we well we, I, I like talking about it we just we talk about it every week yeah i know but what i'm saying is in this case i think that there is a certain amount of respect that needs to be put on it as a premium product and i think will it become the dominant i'm not sure but i do think it becomes highly significant because at the okay, end of the day, you're, you're, you're saying from a global perspective, we don't care about Prism. But if you're thinking that when Panini drop a European Championship box or a World Cup box, they're dropping it as Prism, that kind of puts weight on that. That's fair. That's fair. I yeah. I, I totally agree. Uh, I think there'll be... Yeah, okay. So I think there'll be value in those, hypothetically, in a Prism set like that. I don't know necessarily if it become the dominant rookie. Um, it may become the most valuable card from a particular year, or there may be a parallel or a numbered card in that prism set. But I, I don't think the base. Uh, yeah, the the strength will be that it's that it's a prism card, not that it's a not that it's the true rookie. Okay. I think you for any. What? By the way, Enzo, for any of our new listeners who are just joining in and hearing us talk about prism, uh, do you want to just tell them quickly what prism is? Okay, so Prism was essentially what started this craze into soccer being kind of respected in the soccer card market, if that makes sense, in the sports card market. So what happened is in 2014, so Panini stickers, as you'll see as you start looking, have been around forever. A few other kind of sets like Upper Deck and there was a, there was a lot, lots of cards have existed for a very long time. But the first time that a premium product, if you will, launched in the United States with soccer kind of at scale was the 2014 for the 2014 world cup which was 2014 prism world cup um, and that kind of was the first time kind of american shops and, and card stores ended up with this soccer product and the brand of panini prism was one that's, that's well established in the likes of basketball for example so basketball cards so they were very familiar with it they seen this premium product they seen soccer cards a lot of people in america for the first time seen soccer cards they didn't know that mega cracks exist and upper deck mm -hmm. and da -da -da, mm -hmm. for soccer for so many years um, and it became this kind of craze i don't know how much of a hit it was in 2014 because i wasn't on the ground level at that stage but yeah. what happened was four years later you know a few sets came out then you know you had your select 2016 17 etc there was a few good premium soccer sets but i think they all kind of went under the radar until 2018 world cup came around and this is a key trend world cups 
big big deal if you're looking at longer term investments 2022 and 2026 which we'll, we've always touched on because it's in the united states so that's going to be huge for the hobby and the sport um 2018 rolled around and this is where it was kind of the perfect explosion because the american kind of culture around sports is that the most value is in the rookie you know mm-hmm. so they're looking at these people that have just been drafted to the nba etc and we had obviously a world cup where a teenager set it alight Kylian Mbappe so that was the perfect kind of storm where people were like holy shit and also there's this 2016 2018 prism and then everything kind of blew up from there but then things kind of got out of hand this is all in this summer things got out of hand and I think a lot of the American side which then kind of spewed over to Europe because all the money was going into prism so if you were European you've seen prism going up and then you were like this must be a big deal and then you start putting money and essentially what happened was I think people thought the 2014 set the prism was Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo's true rookie cards. And then eventually, obviously, you've seen the likes of Mega Cracks, uh, the Portuguese yeah. and the Spanish version, uh, where we're seeing the actual true rookies. And it was just basically a whole shit show, to be honest, in the summer. Prices went crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, we're talking like 3000 for a base Neymar, which was fucking Insane. nuts. Fucking Insane. nuts. But like... It went crazy. The bubble eventually burst, but everyone kind of like I. I remember I bought a Ronaldo twenty sixteen Euro Prism card because I was like, he won the Euro, so this card is significant. Bought it for five Euro. Bought two of them for five Euro. Took them like a week to get to my house, and by the time they hit my house, they were selling for two fifty. Good lord! But like that's where we were at in the summer. It was a shit show. It was unsustainable. It was a mess. But Prism became this whole thing, which eventually kind of died away. But I do think twenty twenty two when they dropped the Prism set people are going to kind of get that nostalgia and go back for the older yeah the older so for prism. so for any of the listeners when you when you hear prism when you hear prism you have to think okay so if i'm talking panini cards or if i'm talking cards in general you hear prism and you think premium product highly desirable product and uh one of the top of the range cards is prism so that's what you need to think of when you hear prism anyway um so yeah i think we answered that question and then a little sidebar thrown in as well yeah, I'm going to touch on the other Prism question we have just real quick so as we can put it to the side and not talk about it again. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam hit us up and said he had 20 2018 Messi Prisms, 10 Cristiano Ronaldo Prisms, and 6 Neymar Prisms. He says, are they worth grading? I really hope you did not buy them at the peak, but if you did, that that's the game. Uh, he said, are they worth grading or should I sell them raw? And I think, listen... Is uh, it 2018? It, yeah, 2018. So the Ronaldo and Messi aren't as sought after as they are in 2014. Is Neymar in the 2014? He must be, sure. No, he is, he is. Yeah, the one in Brazil. What am I talking about? Um, they're all second-year prisms, so they're not as desirable. Um, However, are they worth grading? It, it depends on like what you want out of it. So if you're happy with what the prices are now, sell away, I would say. Um, At the same time, I think in 2022, prices for them are going to go up when prism starts getting respect again. Um, is it worth grading? It depends. If you know for a fact that they're perfect condition, then you should always grade because that would result in more money. But if you're thinking that there's chances of PSA 8s coming back, sell it raw. Get rid of them. Yeah, I also think it depends on on where you are. Uh, so if you're in the States, like if you're in the States, to be honest, your, your ceiling for um, how valuable those base prisms are ever going to get considering now that the hobby is much more educated much more discerning and, and everyone knows that like 2018 cards for neymar ronaldo and messi it, it's like kind of whatever you know um there's going to be a ceiling to how much you're ever going to be able to sell those for raw um 
but if you're in the states, you can grade them. You can send them to PSA, send them to send them to BGS, you know, send them to SGC wherever you want. And uh, they're different grading companies for any new listeners. And um, yeah, and so you might as well grade them. Like it's not gonna if you're in Europe or you're in Australia or you're in uh, South America or you're in Asia, or whatever. Uh, don't send them. Don't grade them. Just just wait until new people come into the hobby and sell them at good prices raw. Um, you know, catch a few, catch a few people out. You know, who cares? We're not gonna we're not gonna tell tell tales on you. Um, but if you're in the states, you might as well grade them. And then with a the prism, uh, kind of what do you call it? When like the nostalgia of prism comes in, or when prism uh, is on a rise again, then you can sell them as PSA or BGS. You know, eight point fives, nine point fives. Uh, nines tens whatever it is yeah so if you're in the states grade them if you're not in the states it's not worth waiting eight nine months i think if you're in the states you're pretty much waiting that anyway but it's not worth paying the um customs to get them back etc so yeah sorry and by the way eight nine months for europe it's more like you know 15 16 months (laughs) um so okay matt Matt actually hit us up and he he hit us up with a kind of a multi-question he said what should i grade but he 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 made it more specific, of course. He said, "Vintage, it doesn't seem to matter what the grade is. The value goes up, and it's 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 good, desirable." I don't know if you're laughing because this is kind of a tactic I went with with a lot of vintage. Um, he said, on the other hand, oh, he said the the modern things are kind of tougher to grade, and you need a high grade for the value to really go up. You know, if you get a PSA eight of a of a modern card, it's it's value yeah. if anything goes down. Um, and should it, should he just grade rookies? Um, and then he also said, "Are my PC cards worth grading?" So it's kind of a double barrel. It's kind of like I don't want to get too deep into grading because we will get into that on Thursday when we when we give people the the, the full spiel. But essentially, I guess it's kind of vintage versus modern. Should he do just rookies? Like, is there anything else? And is your PC? I think they're kind of interested in PC personal. All right, so the PC the PC thing I'd like to start with. Okay. Um, because I heard somebody talking today about um how they they their PC like is just not graded. They they deliberately buy stuff and don't grade it because they don't care because it's like. I think it depends why your P why your so PC for anyone again is a personal collection, and uh, it's and by the way, just to everyone who's coming into the hobby, um, if you're trying to get feedback from people within the hobby and you're trying to uh, have conversations with people, especially more traditional hobbyists that may have transitioned from different sports into soccer, maybe based in the US and who have deep backgrounds in this stuff, you always have to at least keep up the pretense of being a collector. It's not cool to just come in and be like, I'm here to make cash. Um, no. Now, everyone can make cash, and that's fine, but you have to kind of, you know, we as we always say, Enzo, quote-unquote, I'm a collector. I'd say you have to start every conversation. Now, of um, course, I'm a collector. I just, I just want to ask, and then you get into what you're really here for. Yeah, no, I am a collector. Of course, I am a collector. Yeah. Of course, I'm a collector, but will you buy this card for 300 euros? Anyway. Um, so I, I don't think your PC needs to be graded unless the grading matters to you. Like if you have super, for instance, let's say you, you, uh, you PC auto autographed relic cards. So it's autographed relic cards from Barcelona. So FC Barcelona autographed relic cards. You're going to have a hard time getting those. Um, do you, and once you have them all, do you need them to be graded? Probably not because if they're autographed relic cards, they kind of have an inherent value to you if you're collecting them. Grading your personal collection really depends if you if it matters to you. Yeah. So yeah, I would say especially like if if you're not rich, then there's no need to do it now. Make sure they're well looked after. They're in the top loaders. They're in whatever they need to be in, and they're put in places where they're not going to get any inherent damage. 
and then you're kind of good to go in the future you can grade them if you want to grade them but like yeah. right now it's such a financial commitment to grade your pc and then the wait times and and sometimes they get they they can get damaged in in transition which is and there's all sorts of conspiracy theories about what happens in people taking cards out of piles and putting different cards in in different grades yeah, like personally like my pc there's stuff i'll just be keeping and then there's some stuff i'm grading because it's like i don't know like it would be really cool to have uh a PSA 9 or 10, say, Lionel Messi's 2006 World Cup sticker. That would be cool because they're rare. Yeah. So there's some things that are exciting because, not because they're rare cards or rare stickers, but because high grades are rare. And then there's other stuff where, like, if you have a 1 of 1 or you have a 1 of 10 or a 1 of 50, that's rare anyway. Yeah. You don't need to have, like, a PSA, you know, 10, 1 of 25 card. Sure, like, it doesn't really matter what grade it is. It's 1 of 25 and probably 23 of them are ripped up <laughs> you know i i agree with that like i have a giovanni trapattoni sticker at nice. home and i love it for the pc but it it the centering on it is phenomenal mm. and there's the corn like it it's in perfect condition that i want to grade it just because it'll look a bit better as as like that kind of if you like, I guess, if you like the slab yeah yeah you know, sgc definitely is where i'm going to send it but it's just because it's going to get a high grade for sure and like that obviously kind of gives it more inherent value because again, as you said, like anyone can have a sticker of Lionel Messi from the 2006 World Cup. They're not that expensive to pick up. But when you kind of know the one you have is in like perfect condition, that gives it its own like monetary value. Yeah, but it gives it like you look at it's not a numbered card, but then you look at the population report and it's like there's 10 of these in the world. And then suddenly exactly. You have, yeah, it's a rare. Yeah. So it really just depends on the specific card in your collection. If, if you're PC and like I think you have a Fernando Torres card rookie. You don't, I don't think it's in perfect condition, but it's really, really good condition. You don't need, like, I would say you don't need to grade that one. Cause you no, have I right. have. So I have, yeah, I, I went looking for uh, Fernando Torres uh, rookies and um, I got his, so his rookie year is, in terms of cards is 2002 to 2003. And uh, I got the sticker and the Mega Cracks card. And I have them both. And the centering is really bad on the sticker. Obviously, Mega Cracks doesn't have borders, so the centering is... Uh, well, it doesn't really, you know, what is it? It's like if it doesn't have borders, it depends. Like, it's automatically yeah, you, high. You pretty much, yeah. Most times with like BGS, you would get a ten, but it depends. Like the cutting of it could still be slightly off, top to bottom. But in right. general, if there's no borders, you're you're getting a better grade. Yeah. So I'm never gonna like I'm never going to if I have a, I have so I have this uh, Fernando Torres sticker. Center's really bad. I'm never gonna grade that. I may eventually sell it if I wanted to. If I was raising cash, I might sell it. Um, but like, why? Why would I really? It's, I like having it. It's a you know, it's thousand two to thousand three. It's an old sticker, and it's in my PC, and I I know roughly what grade it is by looking at it. So like, because <laughs> because it, it, it brings me joy to have it just in because I because quote unquote I'm a collector. You know what I mean? Um, yes. and then when it comes to what, what to grade grading rookies, um, everyone just please stop. Uh, this goes back to our previous question with Prism. I, I don't like to see just a random base card from the last 10, 15 years being graded. I don't understand. I know 10, 15 is a bit mad. Maybe that's five. Sorry. Okay. Years. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's say bef- after 2014, 2014 yeah. or later. Like what? Like why are you grading that base card? Like someone hit me up actually. And they said that they got the Jaden Sancho rated rookie base psa 9 for i think 40 dollars and he said yeah. earlier earlier in the summer i bought a raw one for more like the prices have drastically dropped on like psa 9 
um modern kind of base cards even if they yeah. are kind of obviously Sancho didn't go to united which did affect his price but even so crazy crazy value even there's a lot of joel felixes for tops chrome that are psa 9 that are going for pennies yeah i might i might pick some up i want to pick some up <laughs> yeah okay so yeah that, that's that's pretty much it i hope that kind of answered your question matt um okay we have we got a lot of erling Haaland questions jason now a erling Haaland, we talk about almost every week on the show that's true. Uh, he is one of the the shining lights of of the hobby right now, and and one of the kind of great hopes of the post Messi Ronaldo era. Um, so is so there's a whole series of questions on on Erling Haaland. Yeah. So now we're gonna start with the foosball boxes that that went up for sale on this kind of makeshift Panini site. Yeah, it was that, PaniniShop.de, wasn't it? Yeah, PaniniShop.de. Stay away from that website. And um, these were the the foosball boxes that came in a white box as opposed to the natural foosball box yeah it wasn't um, a brand it, loose packs really that had been shoved into a box and yeah i think it was sports card academy there was some discord anyway a paid discord where this came from one of our listeners who i will never name uh hit us up and was like i know you don't pay for any discords because you're not you're doing that but um here's kind of the gem from it basically here you go and he oh, sent me a link wow yeah you know he was he was hooking us up and i think he recently had twins so shout out to him uh or his 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 significant other but um yeah i i had this was me during this was back in like episode 13 so i was off the rails at that point so i wasn't paying attention i took the link sent it to yourself um and yeah sent sent it to yourself sent it to a few others and um let them kind of go wild with it and i i didn't i didn't cross reference i didn't check it didn't look into it looked legit looked like not not, like i barely looked at it but it looked i just thought it was the panini site they had restocked no i i will say i i i saw it and i said this is not because it looked like it was very easy to use this website. It was like <laughs> add to cart. It was like add to cart, click, finish, complete order. No Panini website is like that. Panini That's websites true. are famously difficult to use. They don't let you like do the order quantities you want. You can't. It's really hard to order anything from Panini. You have to log in before adding to cart, otherwise your cart yeah, is gone. It's a nightmare. This was like you log on, you add the cart, you ship. It's you're finished in two minutes. But I said this did... is not a real Panini site. Yeah, no, they made it look like a Panini site. It definitely wasn't. Um, it was essentially a scam, um, so it seemed a lot of people on, on Twitter said that they got their boxes and there was not 50 packets in it. They said some of the packets looked like they had been opened or tampered with. Wow. They said some of the packets were from 2018-19 foosball. Jesus. So it was it was a scam, essentially. Um, I think John, John Nellis, I sent it to him, he bought five boxes. Right? How much were they each? 45 euro. Now, there's, actu- is- there's actual real foosball boxes going for about that at the moment. <laughs> if you're looking to buy. Um, yeah. I, need, I need to buy some of them, but real ones. Um, but yeah, basically, so I, I felt awful because John, I, I, we found out they were... Because John got the white boxes and he's like, what the fuck's this? And I was like, well, what the fuck's that? And then I went back to the link, looked through it, and it, I was like, this looks terrible. Because I never looked at it originally. I just thought it was a restock of Panini Austria. But um, thankfully, J- John opened all of his, and, and in the end, he did get three Erling Haaland's. Oh, and a wow. lot of a lot of solid design, which cover like he co- completely covers them, and it is the right rate, like five bucks. But he was the exception, three. not the rule. He was, yeah, he was the exception. It was a scam. Obviously, you can't uh, know what's inside every packet, so people would. So essentially, just for people that don't know that are new, you don't buy loose packets because people would open a box, find the Haaland, for example, and whatever packets are remaining, they'll sell because chances are there's no Haaland in that. Like, there's a much lower chance. John obviously got lucky. He stumbled into three Erling Haaland's, God bless him. And it may, God bless that because it made my conscience a lot better because I felt awful. 
um, mm. that he had spent like I think five. It was five box limit, so he would have for nearly two fifty, two thirty or something on on boxes. So I felt terrible, and um, but luckily it kind of worked out for him. Got a lot a lot of people in those boxes. You know, Pat Sindaka. Yeah, Solabzai, who had a crazy... you seen that goal, Jason, didn't you? Yeah, so at time of recording, we just watched last night. Well, I didn't see it, but uh, Solabzai scored in injury time against Iceland for Hungary to beat Iceland 2-1 after scoring in the 88th minute. And now Hungary are going to the Euros. Um, Hungary won their Euro uh, 2020 plus one uh, playoff. Uh, Scotland won on penalties against Serbia. Uh Northern Ireland uh, went out against uh, Slovakia, and uh, North Macedonia went out. Or no, sorry, not went not went out. Uh, went through against uh, Georgia. Uh, Pandev with the goal. Who else? Who else? The number, the main man, Pandev. Don't write him off. Uh, just yet. You think he's retiring after this season, but he's one. He's a real warrior. So, anyway, yeah, Solabzai scored a goal for Hungary, sent him to the Euros, and he's an absolute crazy group uh, in the Euros with France and Portugal. And uh, I have fifteen Solabzai uh, stickers from foosball, and I might, I might sell them. Hmm. And I believe in him. I think he's a great player, but I think that at the minute people are buying, so I might, I might cash out. I don't know. Not sure. Not 100% on it, but essentially there was a total debacle with those white foosball boxes. It was a shambles. Thankfully, John, who actually asked the question, he was like, address, address the fake boxes. Um, I, I don't think there was any ill intent from the listener that sent us the link. I think that, like, I don't think it was like ill intent on his behalf. I think he was genuinely trying to hook us up. Nobody was trying to, yeah, nobody was trying to sabotage us. No, I don't think so. I'll keep my eye out, but I don't think so. Um, Not at all. Um, Yeah, and then someone else actually asked another box. I think it was Tim. Tim Tim hit us up or Robert, one of them. Um, I, have, I have so many names. So many people ask us about boxes, so I just have a list of names beside this question. Uh, the normal <laughs> boxes, Jason. The Fusewell yeah. boxes, which is kind of, they're, they're different to most Panini boxes in that when you get them, there isn't that kind of protective sheet of plastic around them to kind of let you know they haven't been tampered with. Instead, you just have a small plastic seal. So when you buy when you buy the Fusewell boxes, you, you'd be fair in saying you'd feel a bit uncomfortable when you get them because you're thinking, what's this? Why is yeah. it not in, in plastic? But just so people know when they are buying that's that's how they are just make sure the small plastic seal is there um and yeah it should be okay so it's a bit strange but that is kind of how it is yeah most panini products you get is like uh is wrapped in in plastic film um which is sealed that way but some of them aren't um so yeah so i i got a few boxes of the foosball ones and uh they were just exactly like everyone else gets them so it's just a you know bit of tape on each end and uh, I, i'm sure they're fine but yeah nobody panic it's okay nobody panic and then someone someone asked me to address the the three variations of the erling Haaland sticker now enzo you've done an instagram post addressing this exact thing i did an instagram post i spoke about it on a show and i posted on twitter and then two weeks later another content creator went off and stole my knowledge and and passed whoa, it off as a, yeah no i'm a, you know what jason i'm sick of it no credit given. I was I'm, I, someone in the DMs gave me my flowers this week, but I was the first person to point out that there was three versions of Haaland. Everyone knew there was two. I was I had bought so much Haaland that I said, actually, gents, there's three. And then another content creator took all the info I put out and then put up a post as if he had discovered America. Right. Christopher fucking Columbus. But listen, yeah, I don't hold the, grudges. The, the Native Americans were already there. That's what you're saying. That's all I'm trying to say. And I just yeah. I don't mind people doing that, but throw a bit of a mention yo this motherfucker found it out you know i don't like the there's some shit going on in the in the content creator game and i'm happy that a lot of people hit us up jason and say 
Everyone else is shit. I really like you. No, you come on, good. come on, come on. We said we're going to stop a, calling a. everybody else out. Cause that, I'm angry. Not, I, no, because I'll tell you why. Because don't you start doing it because then I'll start doing it. That's fair. In fact, we I, have a whole I've, segment I've coming tried up. To, we do indeed. So for everyone who is listening, right, you may know if you're if you're regular listening to the show or if you've been going back and binging the old episodes, you will know that Enzo and I have kind of a fraught relationship uh, with the soccer card content creation community. Not because any of them are bad people. Everyone seems lovely and we talk on Twitter and it's great and everyone's friends. But I, I, I don't know. Maybe this is just our own uh, imaginations, but it felt like from day one, there was kind of a, there was an in-group and an out-group and we weren't in the in-group, so we must have been in the out-group. And we've <laughs> kind of just been on our own over here, uh, kind of just go, going our own way. And we would have loved to have been included. If, you know, various people have started other other adventures and other channels and all that stuff and you see they're all sharing each other's stuff and that's great we never seem to get any of that from anybody um and and, and we're quite generous we will so just for any content creators that don't like i'm not sharing those bastards they won't share my stuff we we would um but we just feel like we're not quite in the click uh so and that's fine <laughs> we don't we never that's ha- fine that's fine no I, I don't care but uh <laughs> just you know so we in in order to mend relations or build relations or try and reach out in a diplomatic way uh we're going to start doing a, ho- uh, a segment on our regular thursday show and as you know usually we have your football week and then we have uh, hobby hq we want to start a new segment called hobby who's who where basically we take people from the soccer cards community bring them on the show and it's not a full uh it's not a full special guest episode but it is a kind of chance for people to come on maybe they have a podcast Maybe they have a YouTube channel. Maybe they do videos on on Twitter or Instagram or TikTok or maybe they, whatever it is, right? They can come on, tell us about who they are, what they do in the soccer card community and uh, where people can find their stuff. Small chat, 10, 15 minutes, introduce yourself and then you can and then you can go. So um, we're trying to introduce ourselves and have everyone else who listens to us find other content creators um, out there. So we're, we're doing our best here, people. You know, we're, we're not exactly <laughs> diplomatic geniuses, but we are going to try and and get better. I agree. There we are. We'll, we're, we're, we'll put everything to the side and we'll kind of lead with love, I guess. Fresh see start. Where that takes us. Yeah, Let's turn start. over a new leaf. It's fine. Okay. Um, so basically, just a very quick one on the Hallands. There's three versions of the Foosball Halland. One has a white border to the left. It's very obvious what it is. That seems to be a reprint. That, that to me, is kind of the least desirable one. Then there's two versions of the grey border. And the best way you know it is from the back. So the white border and one version of the grey border have like really dark black font on the back and what i consider to be the original first edition the one to get has the kind of light gray numbering at the back light gray print at the back so light gray at the back normal gray on the front there is a slight difference in kind of pitch or kind of contrast in the front of the two gray ones but it's not too noticeable uh, but yeah the gray the gray number on the back seems to be the original i think they'll all hold value i think if one has least value it will be the white one even though there was rumors for a long time that there was only 500 of them made I own 13 of them. I don't think there's 500 made, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, there could be. I don't know, but it doesn't seem like that. Um, the white one is the only one I haven't seen come out of a packet. The other two I have seen come out of packets, which was an Ooh. interesting thing. Because for a long time, people thought only the gray back came out of packets. But I'm pretty sure they did kind of a rerun. And the both grays come out of the packets. Never seen a white come out of the packet, but maybe. So that's okay. a quick one. It's, and that goes for, like, I have solubsize that are white border as well so it's not just hollanders some stuff so if you buy but if you buy boxes you're as far as we know if you buy 
sealed boxes, which as we have just said, will not exactly be sealed in like heat sealed packaging. But um, if you buy fresh sealed boxes, there should be the gray backed ones in there or the gray yeah. bordered ones. Is the it? gray bordered, yeah. Gray gotcha, bordered. gotcha. Um, they are all from Panini. Like they're, they're not reprints, they're not fakes. They all did come from Panini one way or another. Um, so that is important to know. So, and to be honest, I, I, I respect them all. They all seem to hold high value. Back in the day, for people that do want to know, that foosball sticker was selling for 300 raw. I think now it's at about 120, maybe 140, something like that. But I think it has a ways to go. And I think when he signs for a new team, that's going to go up. So that's mm. great credit. <coughs> the last Haaland question, and this moves on to a different Haaland. Chris hit us up. Uh, this is from the Tops BVB curated set. It was Haaland's first ever autograph card. He says he has it. Is it worth grading it? And I think he said, like, is a PSA 8? Like, would that be worth it? Like, would it waste my time? I think for something like that, Haaland, super hard to grade because it was Black Border. I think it was super rare. There was 1 in 20 chance of getting an autograph. And then there was several players who that could have been. So I think that's a super rare card. I think it's a super cool card. I would grade it. And Chris, I'm giving him a shout out because he also said he he's from Germany. He wanted to fix the German Post story in his mother tongue because you didn't seem to be getting anywhere with it. Wow. So shout out to him. Shout out I think to yeah, Chris. grade it. Grade it says me. That's a that's a great card. Grade it and like look, if it takes 12, 15 months to get back to you, um, and it ends up being an eight, there's more chance that the eight will have value in, in you know twelve plus months than it than an eight would have value tomorrow. Um, but if I mean if it's reasonably good condition, it shouldn't really be less than a nine or a ten if you send it to PSA. Like they're not. Do you know what I mean? You know, I think yeah. I think just because the black like black cards are harder to grade because you notice everything on the many flaws very easy yeah. to see. And if it comes back and it's a seven, or or even if it's an eight and you're not happy at all, sure you can always crack open the slab and sell it raw. Yeah. So when you're when you're putting in a submission, you may as well throw them in. Okay, I'm going to hit you with... Is that the Haaland section complete? Haaland is finished. Okay. I'm going to hit you with four quick-fire questions. All right, all right, I'm ready, I'm ready. Lightning these aren't, right. Buy slash sell slash hold Diogo Jota. Sell? We... Yeah, that, that, that came from Ben. I actually sold all of my Jotas recently. They're all gone. Made about yeah. 100 euro. I was happy because I got them for free. Got them for free because I bought lots of Wolves sets to get Adama Traore when he was playing well. And I sold Adama Traore, made my profit. Kept all the Wolves cards because what was I going to do with them? Jota signs for Liverpool. Then I made 100 euro on Jotas, which covered... I made a lot of profit on the Wolves set. It made me happy. Yeah, I, I, I'd i sell Jota. Now, He's kind of saying in, like... In, in fairness, we have said before on the show, I, I've said like I like Jota. I think he's a great player. And I just think with Liverpool... I mean, maybe not sell him right now, but sell him this season, I think. I don't think he's ever going to have more chances... Uh, to impress as he will this season and um, you know we're expecting lots of rotation this season Jurgen Klopp is always talking about how the players can't handle this many different fixtures Mohamed Salah just got COVID uh, the lads could be going to an African tournament at some point as well so uh, yeah I'd say sell him this season Um, unless I mean he, yeah but don't sell him he's, maybe don't sell him next week like he's young he's a great player I think this is like he could go up in value for sure but I think that it is in kind of a market, I guess, at the minute that, like, for the last month, maybe two months ago, it's kind of getting better now, but, like, it really, it was you were struggling to sell kind of at most things, especially if it wasn't premium, premium, that I just, for me, I was just happy to kind of liquefy some of my assets, if you will, and... Yeah, I don't think, I don't think Jota has a, has a starting place necessarily at uh, Euro 2020, plus one, uh, I think you're looking at Joao Felix, Cristiano Ronaldo, 
Um, he's competing then with lo- loads of people, like, you know, whether it be Bruno Fernandes Pet- for an attacking midfield role or whoever it is. Like, there's, there's just so many Portuguese, so many Portuguese players. Portuguese. So I would if he has a if he has a good run uh, before Christmas or if he has a good run in the new year, I, I'd sell John at this season and just and then if he does well, like look if someone does well after you've sold them, like don't be sitting there going oh, I shouldn't have sold them. Just say oh look, great. Yeah, I sold my Jotas and I haven't looked back. Like I haven't even been like keeping an eye on his price and I'm just like right, sold six of them, made a hundred. Yeah. I'm happy out. I'm gonna, and I'm gone. Um. So yeah, I'd sell. Like I'm not not to say he won't go up, but I think. You know, when a player is in the spotlight, it is a good time to sell unless you think long term. But like long term, he will eventually fizzle out, even if he is a good player, because he's not a mess. He's not Ronaldo. You know, he's not a superstar. But I think, yeah, he could go higher. But if you're if you have a lot of them, I'd sell. You could buy now and then sell in a few months. But yeah, sell is my is my take. Harris hit us up and said, when are soccer cards coming to India? They're not there. I don't know. Um, no, that, can I just can I stop you? That was my bad. They're, my, they're not there, and I like we're talking about the European market getting bigger. The states is huge. The Indian market's not even in, as we now have found out. It's not even in it, which yeah. is like exciting. When's it going to happen? I don't know. They're struggling to get it out in Europe at the minute. To be honest, I think that's their focus. But it's exciting to know that an entire market could still hop in extra as well. Yeah, I think like um, it's really interesting. Like we're we're only at the start of it. Uh, we're tr- tr- constantly reminding people of how immature uh, the soccer card market is right now. We're only at a stage where we're hoping the tops and panini start to allocate more and more and more uh, premium product to Europe, um, and then that'll filter down then uh, from kind of the most interest to the least interest. It'll filter from the states, obviously, to Europe, and then on to, um, onto Asia. I mean, I know like it's it's in Australia. There's quite a soccer card community right now, and obviously in um in the far east as well you have the team all sets and stuff like that in terms of south asia the indian market i'm not exactly sure um but i think by the time 2026 comes around we should be talking uh, in much bigger volumes than we're talking now so hold tight harris that's what that's what i say yeah i love that like i haven't and by the, the way card. and also uh, uh keep us keep us posted i, I want to hear regular updates on the indian soccer card market that's what i'm saying like i haven't sold anything to india yeah, I mean, yeah eBay. Now, maybe there's some eBay blocks there. I don't know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it's exciting to know that 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 could be down the line. Yeah. Um, Fat Money Maker hit us up on Instagram and said, "What is our thoughts on 2003, 2000? Sorry, 2002, 2003 Mega Ficas and the 2002 World Cup set?" Just to to clarify, I'm pretty sure the Mega Ficas is actually the one, the stickers. So not the Mega Cracks. They're like the stickers. I'm pretty sure that set has the Cristiano Ronaldo rookie in it. So if I had a box of that, I'd be a very happy man. Yeah. What are our thoughts on it? Our thoughts are, if you can get it, great. If you know where it is. Yeah, I mean, our thoughts maybe, are, tell us where it is. Yeah, I think no matter what its current price is, like even if it's crazy, and it could be like 30 grand or something shit, like I don't mm. know. Maybe that's the mega cracks I'm thinking of, but it could be big. It's still worth getting because give it a couple of years, like it's going to be. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, like right. I, I, I buy that if you, if you can. Yeah, if you have an option of that, get it. I know, yeah. I know someone who's sitting on a few, which is fucking crazy. And a lot of mega cracks for Messi and Ronaldo. But anyway, boxes, sealed wax. That's the sealed wax you want. Um, the 2002 World Cup. I don't know if he's talking about stickers or cards, but in either sense, I think the World Cup sets are going to be iconic. 2002, I would be just looking for Ronaldo. Uh, he won the World Cup that year, scored twice in the final. And there's lots of legends in it. It's not as like lucrative as the 2006 World Cup because that's just filled with everyone. And it's Messi and Ronaldo's first World Cup. But in terms of Brazilian Ronaldo, um, 
yeah, scored two goals in the final. Brazil won the World Cup. Same with there's actually a really interesting Ronaldinho card in that one. In that it didn't, it was like part of an update set that I think was only in Brazil. Right. And that that for me is a sticker I really want because that's like the year you know Ronaldinho chipped David Seaman, iconic mm-hmm. moment. Ronaldinho won the World Cup. Ronaldinho's one of my favorite players, and it's kind of a rare sticker to get your hands on. So yeah, love love that set. So th- those are quick fire. Last one, Soccer Cards UK hit us up and said, "What is your eBay?" Oh, I didn't know. I was gonna like DM it back, but then I was like, I don't know. Like a few no. people, yeah, <laughs> a few people have like found my eBay because it's not hard to find, really. No, um, <laughs> the people in Ireland selling premium pro- product of yeah. soccer, it's not hard. Um, I I don't know. I got annoyed. Like some people that listen or or just followed us on Twitter had like found my eBay and then they started DMing me, being like, "I'll give you eight for it," and I was like, "Stop." And then I felt guilty. Oh, and yeah, they started, yeah. They started, nah, this is nah, this is yeah, yeah. So right, so here, here's the thing. Um, now Enzo, you recently sold something on eBay. Maybe it was to. No, no, it was to someone. Oh, I should shout them out. Who was that? I'll I thought it was them. the same person. No, no, it was different, different person. There's a lot. It was of somebody, with, somebody with UK in the title, anyway. Yep. And um, so right, so Enzo recently uh, sold something on his eBay and put a little post-it note in with it saying. Thanks for the purchase. By the way, you should you should listen to Soccer Cards United as a bit of kind of like guerrilla marketing uh, for the show. <laughs> we don't advertise our own eBay's here, and um, because my eBay and Enzo's eBay are personal uh, promotions, they're like just our own. That's our own private, <laughs> our <laughs> own private business, and we're here. We're not here to to make money off our Ebays. We're here uh, at Soccer Cards United. We're here, you know, Enzo and I are only here to serve the wider, the wider Soccer Cards United brand and the community of the podcast. So, we, yeah, go ahead. Sportscards.uk is the one that put up that oh, post. Oh, okay. So very different to what... His name you know, is Lee. He bought a Jota from me, I believe. Okay. Well, hi, hi Lee. He didn't ask the question, but um, we wish him the best. Maybe, maybe he started listening. But can I say, like, a lot of my Ebay listings are like, I put them up at the start of summer and I never really updated them. Like, I... All my good shit is not for sale, if that makes sense. There's like three or four listings on my eBay that I would consider to be yeah. a great deal. So I like I don't know. Look, I I think the thing is that people should. I don't know why people are asking this. Maybe they're asking because they're just interested to like see like what we're doing, like what little you know dirty bits of business we're doing <laughs> uh, on the side, and uh, maybe we're looking to be cut out, or maybe people are just like, oh, I'd love to see Jason Enzo's eBay listings because I'd buy off them because I'm pretty sure it's going to be a good product. And also, I think there's a real I don't know. I think I personally, if I was buying off somebody who put themselves out there as a kind of a public figure, there's almost like a guarantee of of quality or, or not quality, but like you no, know, that's of, true. I think hold people, us to account, like yeah. I think a lot of people are uncomfortable buying on eBay, so I think people would, would that listen, especially like they're from the UK, so they know we're in Ireland. We're not. It's not going to take a year to get to them. I think they they'd like to have it just to kind of. They know as they buy it, they won't have any issues, if that makes sense. They're going to get what they want. They're going to have it well And if they have any issues, they can go on uh, And DM Twitter. us. They can go on Twitter and call us out, and then it's a whole big... We get cancelled. Scandal. Oh, we get cancelled. Uh, yeah, part of me also, why I don't want to like publicly give my eBay, I'm like scared of people targeting us for like scam. Like, oh, I didn't get my thing, and all this kind of shit. Yeah, so we don't... Yeah, we, doing... Our eBay is our own personal business. It's not hard to find our eBay if you, if you look for a certain... Yeah, it's not hard to find. Like, if you look for certain cards or you look for certain stuff and there's a seller in Dublin, Ireland, like, you can look at the usernames. You can probably be like, oh, that looks like Jason. That looks like Enzo. Um, and, uh, yeah, if you want to support the show, if that's what you're asking, um, if you want to support the show, you want to, like, 
you know, buy some stuff, whatever. We're working on various things in the background just to hopefully put some things in place. People can support the show if they want um, or they can do some business with us, through us, whatever it is. Um, but for now, we have no news. You will have all the information you need, dear listener, uh, when we have information to give you. But thanks for the show. Uh, thanks, but no thanks on our eBay's. <laughs> Um, Kevin hit us up with like a big, a big kind of question. Um, there's a few parts, so I'm not going to answer all of it because next week we are going to get into it. I don't want to dig too deep, but he was kind of asking like, what's our personal kind of take on buying legends or buying current prospects? Just a quick one on that. That kind of depends if you're long term, short, short term, short term yeah. trading, buying current players and flipping them is great. And um, you know, if you really, really, really believe in a short term, in, in a in a current player, that could be a long term bet, if you will. Yeah. Um. Whereas legends are, they're gonna, they will rise, they'll continue to rise, but it'll be a much slower kind of prospect. But right now, I do think there's a lot of legendary cards that are way undervalued. I think of like a 1998 Thierry Henry World Cup sticker, terribly, terribly, terribly centered, all of them pretty much. But for me, like the price of that, considering like who he is, he won the World Cup that year in his French kit, close to his rookie year as well. Probably his first French kit appearance, probably not, I'm not, I'm not sure. But like that's just a great great sticker i love it and there's, i think there's a lot of gems out there of kind of like legendary players um that are just not being highlighted at the minute that are that are great boys but yeah um i mean that just depends on how you, how you want to invest like long term short term and if you really want to bank prospects are more risky but they also like are, are gonna like for example if you buy jota not the best example but like he's someone he moves to liverpool his price goes up that's not going to happen with a legend obviously because they're not playing anymore but also their career is kind of cemented in stone. Yeah, and also sense. I think like it depends how much you want to be involved. Um, like for for instance, for me, like if I was buying someone like Jota, right, because I thought they might move uh, to uh, buy, buy him at Wolves, say, because I'm like, oh, he's he's good. Or when I say it for Portugal, I say, oh, he's good. Maybe he'll get a move. Maybe he'll start scoring goals for Wolves, and then he moves to Liverpool, whatever. Um, I might buy him because I know that I'm going to be on eBay anyway. I'm going to be watching football anyway. I'm going to be like keep it i know where to find all the comps and where to find the the recent sales and all that stuff so like i'm fine it's no real extra work for me to to buy and sell prospects or buy and sell players in the short term because i'm buying and selling anyway and i'm watching off football anyway i'm doing the show anyway but if you want to if you're someone that wants to just buy a load of stuff put it away in a safe and keep it there for five years you don't want to be worried about whether Jota's scoring in the in the Champions League, really. Like you know, or if you're even if you're not, maybe you're someone who like loves soccer cards, but just wants to buy and doesn't want to run a whole logistics operation. You don't want to get involved in shipping. You don't want to have to do that. You want you know until you have a huge collection. So then that stage, again, it goes back to how much time you're willing to put in, how much time you're able to put in, and how much attention you want to have to pay. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, he had a few more parts to his questions, but we're going to get that on Thursday because. We're going to be covering it anyway. All right. Don't worry, Kev. We will get to it. Yeah. Um, F.I. Juter hit us up. I think that's how you pronounce oh. it. He said, when will when will Panini make some premium drops in the EU the way tops seem to be doing? So I'd like to start that by saying tops are way, way more mobile than Panini. Tops have definitely moved faster. They've, they've adapted. They've reacted. And they're setting a trend. But, but for sure, I can guarantee you now, it might take a while, I don't know, but like not too long within the year, I'd say. But Panini are going to start doing it, one hundred percent. It's 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 coming. Um, but so I, I also say, yeah, 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 yeah. Panini has like factors like the way the Australian foosball Panini foot in France. They have so many limited like Panini in their heads. Of also like we're covering each country and each league. Like we're doing so much. 
and like panini america really is this kind of separate entity and they're the ones with the premium product but i still think that's going to spill over yeah uh just before we came on air uh, i saw a tweet from oh i tell you who i saw i don't know if this is original uh but i saw it from uh northern sports cards on twitter and uh it was that on the Panini UK site, um, which is, it's Panini UK in Ireland, so that's the one we use, Enzo, um, the 2019-2020 Clearly Donruss uh, basketball uh, hobby box was up for sale. Now, as far as I know, they don't generally put a lot of stuff, a lot of premium product, a lot of kind of American brands, I guess, uh, which Donruss is, um, on sale on the Panini UK in Ireland website. Uh, so it was £350 sterling, and uh, shipped from Italy, so that's exciting. So that's basketball. <laughs> so maybe the next uh, premium is soccer product will will come out. Is everything still in modern and even Panini America? No, well Crazy. that's the thing is that it tells us that it's it, they've shipped it to Italy, and so there's all, obviously a European allocation for this premium product. So maybe the next, whether it be Prism, whether it be uh, Select, I, I think, whether it be Donruss, I think the next take, premium release is going to have soccer. Hot take. I think the. Premier League Prism 2021 is going to be... We're going to get our hands on it. You're not going to see it in stores, though, I don't think, for a very no, long time. No, not in stores, but online. Same as Tops. Yeah. Um, We just got a big, long message, Jason, on the there's, there's somebody. There's somebody in, in Panini, by the way, just heard that going like, wait, you mean they don't like Adrenaline XL? <laughs> what, are, what are you talking about? What do you mean? If anyone knew, Match Attacks, Adrenaline XL, they are not the go-to i need his top trump someone actually hit me up saying i found i found a ronaldo top trump's card and i think it's his first portugal card i need to respond to him and say no uh, someone just hit us with a really long message about Ansu Fahey, just while we're think, recording yeah but i don't think it's a question should i read it um, it starts with hey guys i've got a theory on Ansu Fahey. yeah we're nearly at an hour yeah read it read it read it I believe now is the best time to buy him because I doubt his price will be this low for a very long time. He had five goals in 10 games in all competitions this season so far and wasn't even playing the full 90 in all of them. The Euros are next year and then the World Cup the following year. So his prices are going to spike dramatically when that happens. He's only 17 years of age and will keep improving with experience and coaching. Plus, he's at the right club to be a superstar when he hits his absolute prime. Would highly recommend buying him now because those prices won't be seen for a very long time. Thanks, guys. I don't know why. I, I, I love it. He just shared his opinion. And or he is selling Antofatis. I don't think he's selling Antofatis, though. We, um, we, 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 we literally just had that conversation on the last episode. Yeah, that's true. Injured his knee. Be careful. Um, mega cracks. We had a whole conversation, but we already covered it. I'm sorry. Those. I'm sorry. I didn't know what the content of the message was. I read it live. Anyway. Okay. Our last question, Jason. Before you can get to your German postal debacle. Yeah. Yeah. We had another football indexer that joined. And also, can I just say for the football index people, if you're coming in, because a lot of them are like, oh, I'm coming in, I'm fucking, I want to get my teeth into it. Da, da, da. If you're coming in with like a lot, like you have a lot of money or you could spend a lot of money, my advice for you is go straight for graded cards. Don't worry about the the non-graded. Go for graded rookies of players you fuck with. Mm. If you want to, especially if they're legends. You know what I mean? That way there's no prospecting or whatever. But yeah, that, that we'll, we'll, we'll get on that on Wednesday. So, Football Index Manager on Twitter, he he ignored my advice of researching, 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 and then buying. And he said, I bought some shit. I think it'd be a fun idea for you to assess it on the show and then give me feedback on if I did a good or bad job. Let's do it. Right? So we're hopping in. <laughs> and just before he sent me the message, he said, I'm on episode 13 at the moment. Oh, that's my solo one. Yeah. Good luck. Anyway, 
I think he enjoyed it. He enjoyed your performance, actually. I sent you that feedback. Oh, okay. Nice. I'm just going to read his message. It's fairly, it's fairly long, but we'll get through it, okay? My strategy, and this is a lot of the Football Index people came in saying, so similar enough. My strategy is mainly going to be long-term, but I might get into some short-term trading in the future. I intend to buy rookie cards of youngsters aged 17 to 21. And, and for US users, these are people coming in that really, really know soccer that are first being exposed to cards. Right, so for anyone who does Yeah, so Football Index uh, is a investment platform slash gambling platform uh which only has it's only available in certain jurisdictions including the uk and ireland and um it's basically you can buy stocks in players uh and yeah so a lot of these uh people are uh, used to investing in a kind of non-traditional way in sports uh, in football players so anyway yeah, go ahead yeah crosses over well um rookies and significant cards of high level young players aged 22 26 and eventually some rookies and significant cards of legends playing and retired you say eventually i think you need to get on that as fast as you can because it's only, only going goes up. up from here yeah like they're very low now i wouldn't say eventually and obviously if you want to trade up to that fair enough if you don't want to but like get, get on that um i have started with the youngsters and here is what i've picked up so far right okay Alfonso Davis, Panini, Don Russ, 18-19, rated rookie, press proof. Should we break down each one and then? You maybe? Uh, Let's break it down. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. Um, Alfonso Davis's true rookie card is... Is the stadium MLS. club. So yeah, top stadium club. Top, isn't it? Yeah, top stadium club. Um, or Vancouver just Vancouver Whitecaps. Yeah, Vancouver Whitecaps. That's the most desirable Alfonso Davis. If you By the way, turn. that Vancouver Whitecaps jersey that he's in in that. Have you seen that jersey? Yeah, yeah, I have. It's unreal. It looks so good. It's a beautiful card. Yeah, um, like Alfonso Davis's prices went crazy around there when the Champions League was finishing up last year because he was playing phenomenally, yeah. especially when he got that that assist against Barcelona, I think. Um, rated Rookie is a great, great, strong brand. Red Press Proof is a parallel. It's not numbered, but it's a, a rarer short print. So it is a good buy. I think it's a good buy. I think it's safe. I think its price will go up. If you if you're looking at Alfonso Davis long term, if you're thinking the 2026 World Cup, Canada, Canada baby, are, yeah, where Canada are going to be there, he probably won't be at left back. He probably be further up the pitch. It uh, could be more central as well, depending on what Canada have. Um, rookie, 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 which will be his Vancouver Whitecaps would be the go-to. But this one, yeah, it's a great buy, good value. It's like you definitely didn't fuck up buying that. Well, giving it the seal of approval. What's next? Oh shit! Sorry, yeah, he said it's the first rookie feel that I got a bargain with this one, a press proof red for twenty pounds. So yeah, twenty pounds. I think that was about forty pounds not too long ago. So like, yeah, it's about great. right. It's about right. Right, another Don Russ rated rookie. Uh, I think this is standard. Phil Foden. It's his first rookie card. I highly rate Foden, and I feel he will be a star midfielders for England for many years. Doesn't know about Mason Mount. No, I'm joking. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not in on Foden personally. Um, neither am I. Yeah, but it just, is that is his debut year, isn't it? Like eighteen. It's not seventeen, eighteen. It's eighteen, nineteen, isn't it? Mm, I think so. I don't think I know his panini stick. Mm. Fuck, I don't know if Foden's true rookie. I think that is it, but I'm not 100% sure. Is it rated rookie? It's rated rookie. So Look, you're it's safe. So, like, to be honest, like, yeah, yeah. it's never going to lose value, really. If it says rated rookie, then it's always going to be some people A are going to argue card. with you and some people aren't. Um, yeah. So you're, you're fine. Yeah, look, Phil Foden, uh, we're not sold at him uh, personally. We like him, though. We like him. Like, I like him as a player. I just don't. Yeah, I, 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 I like him great. as a player. I don't I don't like him as a prospect. Um. I just have my doubts about him, um, but we don't need to go into that now. It's a fine investment. Yeah, 
solid again. Jude Bellingham, tops now, Bundesliga 2020-2021. First rookie card, English talent, very high ceiling, and a club that has a successful track record of developing young talent. Yeah. Love it. Just make sure it's the right one, and I'm sure it is. I feel like you're, you're doing your, your research on that one, because there's a few different tops nows that come out, but there's a date beside that one anyway, so you, you should you should know if it's the right one. I think we're they're sitting both rookies on anyway. Now. Yeah, they're, they're both rookie year as well. The first one is the one to get. Okay, next one, Jason, someone that me and you went deep in. Ryan Cherky tops now Champions League 1920. It's the only rook card of his debut season. This guy is yes, doing his research. Yes, yes. Um, he's a player that I view as a potential generational talent similar to Ansu Fahi. Yeah, love it. Yeah, look, we, we all we all like Ryan Cherky. We all think he's a good... Uh, I will say, I took a look at Football Index. When we started going on this Football Index, guys, I, I, I took a look at Football Index just to see the state of it. And I will say that in my view, Football Index traders need to be careful that they don't bring their... So for anyone who doesn't know on Football Index, you have uh, you get like dividends paid out for uh, media and for um, performance bonuses as well. So how well people are doing on a, on a match-by-match basis. And uh, for Cherky, he's a he's what I call like a buzz name. But like you have to realize that he, he's not really at the forefront of people's minds. And he's because he's not playing. Let, let's face it, like Cherky exists at the moment in terms of senior football. Cherky is, exists as an idea, as potential. It's not the same as Ansu Fadi. It's not the same as Joe Bellingham. He's not playing for Leon, right? Rudy Garcia, as I've talked about many times, has gone off the beaten track a little bit. And uh it's it's more likely, I think, that that Ryan Cherky doesn't develop into the player we all want him to at Leon then he does. I, I think they need a new coach and they probably need a new owner as well because they just sold Jeffrey and Adelaide. Uh, they're looking at selling Memphis to buy. Now, maybe they sell Memphis, Turkey uh, comes in, but I don't know. I I, I would hope he's for very, your he, sake that a, a new manager comes in at Leon. Yeah, he's very young though, which is, but obviously you need to to get your games when when, when you're young. But you know, we, we have a few of them. I think we have 20 and we have high hopes still. Yeah. Despite, like, but yeah, it's know, not looking great. Uh, not looking great. No, it's not, not looking great right now, but he could he could flourish. Yeah, anytime he does get on the pitch, he he looks great still. So I still have high hopes. Um, Gabriel Martinelli, Panini Premier League 1920 sticker, which is only a rookie sticker of his debut year. Very low cost, so very low risk. Happy yeah. to hold and see what happens. I have a lot of them. So yes. Yeah, perfect. Yes. Uh, yes. Martinelli, uh, buy them, hold them. Uh, look, we've, we've known the same with Antio Fatty. Like, no one knows how a, how a young player is going to respond to a serious injury, is going to respond to months without regular football. No one knows how a player of any age is going to do that, but especially for a young player. Um, Martinelli, you can pick him up cheap, as you say, exactly low risk, uh, potentially high reward. So, yeah, Martinelli, pick him up. As soon as he comes back, as soon as he scores the next goal, even if he only scores one goal and then gets injured again, you can always sell him uh, if you're not convinced. Okay. this is going. To, I think this one's going to be more your lane, Jason, because I'm not familiar with this player. Um, Amine Guri? Guriwi? Yeah, Amine Guri, yeah. There you uh, go. Young French player uh, was on the bench for the French under 21s uh, last night or the night before. Um, believes he play, plays for Nice. Yeah. Uh, from what I understand, um, speaking of, of Football Index, uh, FI Genesis on Twitter is one of the places I, I, I like to follow uh, the French players. He does a very good job. He has a portfolio on Football Index of all French players, the French portfolio. So that's a good way of keeping track. Uh, Guri plays for Nice. I haven't seen him in per- or I haven't seen him. Uh, I haven't watched him this season, I should say. Um, as I understand that Patrick Vieira is still the manager at Nice and he's not doing a great job. Uh, so again, like Cherokee, he could be limited by the uh, coaching environment he's in, but he seems like a, a right player and he's one of France's uh, most promising 
up and coming youngsters from what I understand, but I will not give you too too strong of a positive testimony because I haven't seen him with my own eyes. But I will say that he got that from the Panini Foot 1920. People, I don't think people understand how good of a set that is. Like, you don't have to buy players. You can buy boxes and keep them sealed. So the Panini Foot 1920 is a huge one for that. The Eduardo Camavinga uh, rookie is in it, and there's a, there's a host of other stars as well. Yeah, potential prospect stars, should I say? There's a Victor Rossman as well. So like, yeah, with that one, like, uh, Liga, you know, builds itself as the league of talents. So there's so many players that start in the French league that go on to light up uh, Europe, and there's loads of players that start in the French league look brilliant and never do anything anywhere else. So, um, if you can get the boxes, uh, hold them to the boxes. If you can pick out your favorite players at relatively cheap cost, if you're not buying Camavinga. Basically, if you're not buying Hamavinga, that's it. Uh, then you can pick them up cheap. So, because a lot of people that would have bought those boxes, ripped them, sell Hamavinga for fifty or hundred euros, you know, that's their price on eBay, and then they'll just raffle off the rest of them essentially. So, yeah, Guri, nothing wrong with them. Uh, let's see what happens. It's hard for a French player to make an impression uh, at international level because they have so bloody many talented players. Jason, this last one is why I am so happy to see the football index community coming over because I. Have not heard of this player. Yeah. And not only that, I haven't heard of the card brand that he's hit me with. So this is one I like. When people are fucking, oh, when they're really, really detailed with it, you know, when they're really, they're, they're, they're not messing about. That's yeah. what I like. Yeah, serious. But Jason, I'm hoping you know the player. I, I like, obviously I could have Googled it and, and been like, oh, I know this guy, but I'm not, we don't do that. Yeah. Mohammed Ihatarin. Yeah, Ihatarin, I actually don't know. <laughs> I, I see you. him oh, talk okay. uh, about a lot. I see him talk so about we, a lot and I don't okay. know him. Let's, let's Google him now. Let's Google him now. I Google him. I'm assuming this is a big football index prospect. Yeah, again, I, I'm telling you, football index they're having their whole other. They have uh, when I was messing around with the hobby. I was hopping on football index, which I don't. I don't have a portfolio on it, but I was hopping on it just to look at, just to kind of get an early inkling on what Europeans essentially are are fucking with certain players. Yeah. I haven't done that in a while. So this fellow plays uh, it, for PSV. Uh, yeah, his the set sorry that it came from was AH, which is Albert Hein, nineteen twenty. Yeah, the guy, the guy says, um, "Only rookie sticker or card of his debut season. My only purchase that isn't a reputable brand like Panini or Tops. Very low cost, so very low risk. Happy to hold and see what happens." Yeah, this fella has three goals and thirty-four appearances. Uh, he's the current number ten for PSV. He's Oof. eighteen years old and eighteen. Uh, eighteen, yeah, Love yeah. It. He's played for Netherlands all the way from under fifteens to under nineteens. Um, fine. Yeah, he's one of those names that gets thrown around. Like again, lads. He could be amazing, he could be brilliant, or he could be nobody, like, you know what I mean? And also, yeah. I, with these Dutch players as well, like, this happens all the time, Dutch players, there's loads, um, same in Portugal, actually, as well, you know, there's loads of brands that, like, I think, whatever brand you just said, maybe Memphis might have one of them, uh, maybe um, Van der Beek might have one of them, like, there's, but to be honest, Again, it goes back to the player is there's more at play than just the player here. You know what I mean? Like on on football index or on fantasy sports or whatever you're like doing, you can kind of bet on like this player. I love this player. I'm gonna back this player. But like as we're talking about with Prism, the card does have some bearing. You know? Yeah, I think I think uh, kind of older vintage cards. It's actually interesting to see that like the Panini and Tops etc. Doesn't seem to matter. Um, you think of like the david beckham lcd publishing which i'll dispute forever because i have the most beautiful merlin premier gold beckham rookie but um yeah there's a chance that a panini or a tops card comes out of him and um i think in the champions league no 
don't think so. PSV, no, they're in the Europa okay. League. Oh, uh, so you can get a tops now. He can get a tops now if he does anything. Yeah, he's playing alongside Mario Gota at PSV at the moment. Oh, love it. But ba- basically, um, that could be like a gem, or that could be kind of neglected and ignored as um a genuine. But yeah, I mean, it was nineteen twenty. To be honest, I I put like I'm I'm ready to go look at it. To be honest, because like in nineteen twenty, it's the only one. I, I like it, but again, the, the the kind of key thing here is that you are obviously said it's low cost, but like when you're when you're betting on prospects, you are playing a more risky game, as I'm sure you know. And um, there's no and there's I, no need. Like for instance, this fella, no, right? This fella, unless he becomes literally like unless he's, and I'm not even being funny, like unless he is superstar level, like unless he is like Robin Van Persie, you know, unless he is like one of those players like like one of the best players unless he's Johan one of the best Dutch players ever you know um, or unless he's a David yeah, Beckham style figure it doesn't matter unless he's an absolute superstar no but in fairness hold it's on. not gonna have value no no but hold on because we don't know how much you got it for but it was very cheap the, like you can still make profit on it like good profit like listen because like there's a lot of modern like it, it, there's an interesting kind of thing as well like the likes of Christian Pulisic his cards are through the roof just because he's American and it is an American driven market. It's a riskier game buying young prospects, but it is one of the main parts of the game. I like like I like it, but it's also like I think right now you could find a Johan Cruyff rookie for a lot cheaper than you think you could get one. That's I think what that's I mean. the game. That's what I mean. That's Don't overthink yeah. it. Don't overthink it. It's the same thing as well. This is where I'd say this is overthinking. Right now, Erling Haaland is grossly underrated if you think he's about to be what he is about to be and he signs for a bigger club. I think he has two big clubs in his... I don't think he's going to go to Real Madrid. I think he, Mino Riola is going to send him somewhere else and then Real Madrid, but that's besides the point. Um, players like that are undervalued right now because it is an American-dominated market. And like think of it like this. If you watched basketball and you've seen like a young basketball star now like Luka Donich or... or we use him as the example. If I, if I watch that, I wouldn't be able... Like, I could see that he's a good player, but I wouldn't be able to be like, this guy has the potential to be bigger than X, like this specific legend. Or, oh, his... Like, it's like this. You kind of... you If you're looking at a young player now, you can kind of guess their trajectory, if that makes sense. Like, they could outdo it, but you're not going to look at... Let me think. Like, I'm saying like Phil Foden. You look at Phil Foden and you, you, you can see how good he is, but then you say... How close will he be to an Iniesta? And you kind of know, hold on, I can get Iniesta rookies for way cheaper than him. Yeah, that's it. Do you know what I mean? Just, yeah, I, I think, okay, you look at, say, David Beckham, right? And you say, uh, okay, his, you know, his LCD publishing has value. His uh, Merlin has value. Might have an upper deck that has value, whatever Stay it is. Stay away from the Raven. The Raven is a the fake. The Raven's rookie. a fake. But, like, you look at, like that right okay there wasn't widespread coverage by tops and panini now we have widespread coverage by tops and panini so like i, I don't know I, I just want i just want to say don't overthink it and also like mohammed hatteran like i'm not saying he's not a good player he probably is a good player he's probably an amazing player he's probably a generational talent what the fuck do i know right i don't watch a lot of the dutch league but it's not that com- that's what i want to say it's not that complicated like if i could talk to all the people out there who know football really well and who have their finger on the pulse, a hat or end is too deep. Yeah. Because it doesn't matter how good but, he... Yeah, but like, but even Enzo, if he's brilliant... But, yeah, can I say something? I made about €300 Euro in, in, in the summer buying and selling Adama Traore. 
And I know for a fact that Damage Rare is fast and cool, but he's dog shit. You know, realistically but speaking. Dog in shit, but he's not. No, but no, but he's not a generational talent. He's just really like he's fun to watch. He's interesting, but he's not gonna give you twenty goals a season ever. No. Right? But I was like, the hobby is interested in him. He's making news. I was buying and selling, but I didn't but I as soon as it arrived in the post, I was packaging in it to sell it to someone else for, for, for more money because that's not someone I want to hold for a long time, obviously. But there's, there's there's different ways to play this game. There's different ways to make money in it. Um, the likes of Ansu Fahi as well. Like, I mean, I don't know. I guess like if you're looking at it Hatteran and you're looking at Ansu Fahi, you might say it's similar because Ansu Fahi at one point you could pick him up for twenty and then he was going for one fifty. But like I don't know. Again, I'd say yeah, you're thinking too deep, but it's still good to kind of keep an eye on a player like that. But you can, you have another year's leeway, I would say, before you actually have to start picking up his rookies at scale if you really think he's, you know. If he's number 10, I don't know, Wesley Schneider. I don't know how he plays. I haven't watched him. But you know what I mean. But at the same time, you could also then just go get an Andres Iniesta or Wesley Schneider, genuine rookie, potentially even graded for, like, a lot less than you think. Yeah. And, like, as well, Ansu Fati, like, when you look at Ansu Fati, right, his mega cracks uh, for his rookie season. Ansu Fati, right, so he's a young Barcelona player, mega cracks. People already know that young Barcelona players, mega cracks, when the player goes on to be a superstar, have huge value. They know what that, because they've done just done it with Messi. Everyone's been looking like, oh, Messi's mega crack. Maybe he's the next Messi. Like, it, it, you have to just think about not, you have to think about the market. It's its, it's, it's own set of rules. And in fairness, all those purchases, 90% class. Really good. Yeah, really no, good job. Fantastic job. I think, yeah, I think if, if the, unless the players turn out to be terrible, terrible, I think money is being made there for sure. Um, and like, listen, if you can end up getting a big lot of Ihatran rookies for dirt cheap, and then he does gonna he moves to a big club, as I think, obviously, if you're in the Dutch league and you're a talented player, you're hoping that's what happens. At that point, you could end up flipping for like a really good profit. But again, but like, people look, aren't gonna, yeah, people aren't gonna search for like that brand necessarily. It, it it's almost like you have to do extra work to get that specific card seen. But like, that's not always the case, especially if it's the only produced i need to look into the brand because some brands they just are totally ignored but if it's the only one produced in that year you could be onto something but at the end of the day i think as we've seen as we've seen with like the living set and camavinga it was a 2021 and tops put an rc logo on it so like the, the companies don't give a fuck when panini or tops make their first cards of them they're going to put an rc logo on it, it, it had to run even though your other company has, has done that i would imagine Agreed. But it is fine. Like he, he said it was low cost. He's happy to hold no, it. No, it's like, fine. I'm, I, not, I'm not criticizing the guy. I'm, I'm just using it as no, a we're cautionary saying, tale. Yeah, no, I get you. I think it was educational. I'm really happy he sent that. I thought that was actually a good thing for someone yeah. who's just got into the hobby. We, and he and said, we will review your purchases for anyone else out there. And he said total card costs uh, was £66.20 and the total uh, postage and packaging was 18.40. So he spent under 100 Um, Yeah, and he got, he got a lot. Yeah, good job. Like, I, I wouldn't good be job. surprised if Ryan Turkey covers that himself in, in a year or two if he if he move if you know they get a new manager and he starts popping off and signs somewhere. Yes. So uh, thank you to everyone. Is that the last question? That's everything. Thank you to everyone who asked questions this week. That was a lot. It's just gone an hour or so into the show, an hour and a few minutes. And uh, and so for anyone's been listening the last few weeks, um, you will have heard the saga of my Dejan Kulusevsky. Panini Chronicles, Pitch Kings, I got four of them in a lot. I bought them from Germany. They arrived, the envelope arrived, I was very excited. And I opened it and the envelope was empty. Then I got onto the seller. He said, oh, this has happened before. I can't believe it. Uh, you're going to have to report it to your post office. I was like, no, you report it to your post office or give me a refund or something. 
I opened a case with PayPal. Da, 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 da. It all went on. I got a letter from uh, on post here in Ireland. Uh, said, hey, we got contacted by Deutsche Post. Apparently, you had some missing contents. Is this true? And I said, yes. I sent them a letter back. Uh, neither me nor the seller ever heard from either of our postal services ever again. And um, PayPal this week got on to me and they said, listen, your case for a refund has been denied. Um, you didn't provide us with enough information and we can't give you a refund. Now, the information I provided them with Enzo was a message from the seller on eBay saying, oh yeah, cards of mine have been robbed before, um, but I just thought I'd take the chance. So I don't really see what else I would have to give them. <laughs> to let them know it's not your fault. Or it it's not my fault. On your end. No, it's the guy sold he essentially the cards admitted in bad faith. That he, has, yeah, he essentially admitted that on his end, there was a there was a dodgy postman essentially. Yeah, he's like, no, some bastard works for my postal local postal service keeps robbing my cards. But I, I just thought I'd send yours in the exact same way I sent the last ones to cart robbed. Um, so I thought PayPal were going to say open and show case. Went on. I logged the case on the end of September, and it just Jesus. came back during the week uh, in November. So can I say, yeah, real quick, this was like the first time Jason, because Jason was relatively new to the hobby. I like trained him in at the start for anyone that listened to the first few episodes. This was the first time Jason bought like in bulk. Like he bought four of them, and um, he kind of he bought them. I don't know if it was before he moved to Juventus, maybe after. But you bought them. Um, it was it was like you bought them, and then as they were on their way to you, the hype began around that player, and his price went really really high. Like you could have had like the perfect buy and flip. He started performing really well for Juventus. Everyone, everyone. Yeah, Ronaldo was like, I love training with this guy. He's great. It literally was the perfect storm for, for like your first time kind of really using your football knowledge to buy a prospect no one's talking about and then you would have been able to flip it for good money and you bought four of them. So it was like a big deal. I was very excited for you. Big deal. And uh, yeah, so I was really excited. It didn't come. And then the PayPal said, no, we're denying your request. So I'm like, oh my God, what a bunch of assholes they are at PayPal that they just are going to just deny my request. And it's like, do you know why I got annoyed? And so because I know nobody at PayPal read the messages do you know what i mean they yeah. read them but they didn't it didn't mean anything to them they had no idea what they what the contents they because they they're just obsessed because they're at such scale and because they're like a kind of faceless corporation they have no way of judging the content of messages they just need to have boxes that they can tick and so like when i say to them look this guy just admitted that he sold me these in in bad faith they, they don't know they don't know what that means you know what I mean? <laughs> not, not, not that they're individually stupid, but like they've they've been trained just, by PayPal to be stupid. It's it was fucked up as well because when you told me what had happened, I said, "Oh, just open a refund request on eBay." Because ninety percent of the time, eBay sides with the buyer. So I'm like, "This is an open shut case. Don't worry, Jason." The amount of times everyone complains about like the eBay system is fucked up at the minute. Um, and I was like, "So you're grand," but then when you went to open a case on eBay, you couldn't Cause he'd because he sent it with tracking. Because he sent it with tracking, and eBay is basically like, "We don't give a shit now. It says it's sent. We don't we don't give a fuck," which is fucked absolute bastards like so anyway so paypal were like denied so i was really angry and um then a few minutes later message from ebay the seller has sent me a message and the seller says his opening line was wow crazy case huh I'm like, I'm not ready to banter about this with you. <laughs> and it, the worst thing is, it was months. Like, it, like for the money that it was, this it wasn't for worth months. the um, yeah, it wasn't worth the emotional effort. Yeah, 
And then he goes, listen, I talked to the post office and because I had registered the post, uh, I'm entitled to insurance. So I've claimed the insurance with them and I'm going to transfer you the money. So I'm like, okay. Which wasn't the full amount though. No, right? it was like, it's 44 euro. And the whole thing was, the whole thing cost me 65 euro with tr- tracking, right? For the four cards. And uh, so I'm like, okay, 44 euro, whatever. I've probably gotten 20 euro worth of content out of it on the podcast anyway. So like, <laughs> it's grand. And I'm like, okay, yeah, thanks, I guess. And he starts telling me all this stuff about like, but I don't, I'm like really confused at this stage because I'm like, why did you make me open a case against you and then you won the case and now you're giving me, like, what is any of this? I don't understand anyone's logic here. And then I'm like, yeah, but that's fine. And then he starts telling me, no, but I just want you to know I'm giving you this money back, but blah, blah, blah. It's not because of this, because of that. And I'm just like, I can't listen to this guy's justification anymore. <laughs> um, it's like when, you know, like when they catch a serial killer at the end of the movie and he starts telling them why he did it. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> so I didn't understand. And um, then I look at, I get a, a notification from PayPal. It says, this guy has refunded your whole transaction. So he gave me oh. the full amount back. Maybe he didn't know how to do a partial refund on PayPal, but uh, yeah. So I got the, I'm getting all the money back, and I just feel I don't even. It was completely hollow. I feel empty. I guess <laughs> I, I wanted, wanted the money. I wanted the money back, kind of, but like, I, I don't. I didn't get any closure. PayPal did not side with me. This guy, I think, is. I wanted him to admit. I want. That's what I wanted. I wanted him to admit to me that he shouldn't have sold them to me. And sent them that way. Like if he had just said, "Listen, man, my postman's a bit dodgy. I'm gonna send him with DHL. It's gonna be an extra tenner." I would have been like, "Okay, fine. I guess the postman's a psychopath." But like, <laughs> this was just—I don't know. I just felt he, I, I got the money, but at what cost? Do you know? Yeah. It cost me more. It, it cost me more than sixty-five euro psychologically. One hundred percent. And then you also just have to look at the fact that there was there was a point in time where I think Kulisevsky was going for forty apiece. Yeah. <laughs> like and I plan it all. I planned it all perfectly. Now I'm just like talking to this guy. But Enzo, here's my theory. There's two things coming out of this, right? So one, it's a messy victory. Uh, I've I'm getting my money back, but nobody's happy. PayPal aren't happy. Uh, PayPal aren't anything. PayPal don't probably don't even. They don't care. They don't know anything about this. Um, it was so weird. They said we've gone to the seller for more information, and a couple of days later, they go back to me and said hey, we've denied your case, you didn't give us enough information. I was like, it wasn't with me, it was with him. <laughs> it's like, I don't know, it's like if another team is taking it, like if one team's taking a throw in and it's like, free kick, fell throw, and then like the free kick, it's like, but it wasn't my throw. Um, so anyway, uh, nobody wins except me, I get my money back. He doesn't get his cards. So I guess I've won, but it does not matter to me whether he has his cards or not. So nobody's won, everyone's lost, lose-lose. Um, and the other thing is, um, what was I going to say? Oh, I had something there. You, oh, yeah. I two. think he might have realized who I was. <laughs> who are you? The host of this podcast. Oh. I think because I recently set up my PayPal.me account. Um, you posted on Twitter. Which? The denial of the case, and then I the denial of the, the case. But I put I put my PayPal dot me like a like a, a so you can see like my my picture on 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 my PayPal now. You know, it's like a oh, yeah. verified my identity yeah, yeah, yeah. on PayPal. So I think maybe he went to give me the refund, then maybe saw the username of the picture, and maybe he's on uh, Soccer Card Twitter, 
and he was like, I think this is the asshole from, from the podcast. Then he's like, he goes and checks and he's like, that's the same picture. Oh. And I think maybe he was afraid. Now, I think he, two things. He completely overestimates the listenership of this podcast. <laughs> and also overestimates how much I give a fuck about this case. <laughs> I think he thought, oh, if I don't give Kisco his money back, he's going to say my eBay handle and I'll be ruined. But like, I'm mm-hmm. not even saying my own eBay handle. So I'm not going to give away somebody else's. Listen, I'm sad that that happened to you because I was excited for your Kulosevskis. I'm happy to kind of hit it on the nose, you know, to, to close the book on it. Yeah, I'm happy to close the book on it. So I never want to talk about it again. Yeah, I don't think you ever want to talk to a German postal service. No, but I will say this. I'd like to hear everyone else's worst experiences with eBay slash PayPal in soccer cards. Send us those in for the next Soccer Cards United. I want to hear your worst experiences with PayPal and with eBay as a buyer. As a buyer. That's what I want. So we'll do Saturday some other time. Okay. Okay. As a buyer. I like it. It's crazy though. I feel like most buying experiences are fine. Exactly. So that's why I want. I want. It. There must be some people out there who like me, because it's so like it's so. Uh, I was shocked. Yeah. I was shocked that any of that happened because I was like, "You didn't get your cards." Your man admitted it. Like he was like, "Oh, this has, other people have messaged me with the same thing." So it's like, okay, it's like that. You've just proven that I'm not like lying about the fact that yeah, I have you no just card. admitted fault. And I, I'd assume they all would have opened the same case. Yeah, I don't know. But see, e- e- no eBay is connected. So if he was doing that generally, eBay would be able to say four people have complained that they don't have cards. We see a trend, you know. Yeah. But I think for whatever reason, eBay sending a tract results in that, which is fucked. That you can't actually open the case and dispute it, which is fucked up. And then PayPal seem to do they have their own. They do their own stunts. Yeah. So anyway, that's how it ended. It ended kind of messy. It ended kind of kind of weird. I melancholy. Yeah. It's like. We won, but at what cost? Yeah. Do you know? It's like kind of like I'm the decent. yeah the opening scene of Saving Private Ryan. Like I made it across the beach and into the into the trench, but we lost some good people back there along the way. Um. So that's and listen on that note, me yeah. I'd like to thank all the new listeners that came along. I'd like to thank everyone that was glued to that story from start to finish. And and there was a lot of people that sent a lot of support, including the Germans that have said we'll we'll sort this out. Yeah. And. I would like to welcome all the football next people and say next week, Thursday, we're going to do a one to two hour special. Everything you need to know. You know your football, you know shit about cards. We're going to walk you through it. Because a lot of them, they've asked me a lot of questions. No one's asked me about grading yet. And when they find out about that, they're going to lose their minds. They're, they're going to lose their minds. Okay. Is that it? Can we go? Yeah. <laughs> thanks for listening follow us on twitter and instagram uh, at soccer cards united and review the podcast on apple podcasts if you can it helps us out and it doesn't really help us get up the uh, apple podcast rankings because those rankings are completely broken and um, but it does help us brag to our uh, friends and family so thanks very much folks we'll see you on thursday for a a to z special on how to get started in soccer cards i'm jason that's enzo Enzo, have a great weekend You too, Jason. Okay, bye-bye.